0: I'd like to set the scene for anyone tuning in that hasn't really been following multiplayer Doom Federation events. If you caught the podcast we recorded with King Dime back in January, you'd know that we announced the Take the Crown Doom 2 Duel Tournament with a cash prize of $1,500. The basics of it being that players had four chances to qualify for the Grand Finals Bracket. Well, we've reached the end of a wild qualifying stage in which we've seen some truly remarkable matches over the last four weeks. Not only that, but we've seen some unexpected players qualify for the finals and some other notable ones not make the cut. We're going to do a roundtable discussion recap of the qualifying stage and take a look ahead at the grand finals. Joining us live in front of your naked steaming eyes are four people who contributed hugely to the success so far in very different ways. Let's just go right around. We'll do Do, Flambo, Denzoa, and The Motherload. Welcome, everybody.
1: Hey.
2: Hello,
0: everyone.
1: Bonjour. Uh, Goedenavond.
0: <laughs> so, you know, the first, the first question that I have um, is going to be, it's a bit of a softball question and I'm going to direct it toward Den- towards Denzoa. Um, Denzoa, yes. of course, won the first qualifier, and as such will be seated number one in the grand finals bracket. So that's news hot off the presses there. Uh,
3: Denzoa, how does it feel to be number one? Kind of unexpected, if I'm honest. I mean... I went into it expecting to beat a few players that I already knew I could play well against, but I didn't really expect to uh, actually defeat Devastation so early on. That was actually the point where I thought, yo, this is where it ends. But I, I made it and I kind of like, I was really thrilled. Honestly, I was really happy. At the end of it though, like I was like struggling with my wrist, but I was really happy about winning though. Yeah, felt really good.
0: Yeah, I mean if you look actually let's let's run through the list of players that have qualified for the finals, so that's sixteen in total. We got Denzoa, Langrinus, Animal, Armor, Disparal, Ghost Killer, Jay Warrior, Prote, Dante, Zakin, the Best Killer, Cypher, Devastation, Ty, Dastin, and Legion. So in the first qualifier, you actually did not lose a single match, and you took out pretty much everybody that's qualified so far. You took out Ty, Langrenus, Devastation, Animal, and then Langrenus made his way through the loser's bracket in the first qualifier to meet you in the grand final where you beat him a second time. So, I mean, I think that that highly justifies your, your seeding as the number one seed in the grand finals um but i mean those are not you know those are some really strong players that you managed to to make your way basically bulldoze through to to win that first qualifier
3: yeah i mean in all if i'm being honest here out of all the people that i played i have to say that langrena's was yeah the best out of them all that day like he was really on his day he was not missing a single shot his movement and his placement in game was really good. Uh, devastation, actually, first week, I was really surprised, though. Like, I thought he would, I, I really, 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 because I saw him practice a lot, so I really expected him to play a lot better than he did. I think it's maybe just because, I mean, he has a lot of priorities in real life right now because uh, he became a fodder a while back. And I'm actually really glad he qualified because I remember yesterday. yesterday, I think, When the qualifier began, I told him to like, just please qualify because I just really, I really enjoy playing against Devastation. Doesn't matter how it goes, even if I get like completely demolished, I just love playing against him because he is such, I don't know, he's like my role model in Doom. Reason I actually got as good as I am right now is because of his Doom Bible. Like, like as a kid, I was about 10 years old, I think. I found it online, saw it like somebody posted on IRC in a forum post. I read through all of it, and I just got really into Duel at that time.
2: So you actually, and, you, uh, yeah. you actually touched uh, upon some some themes that will be recurring through this. Uh, basically, one of them, Langranis, uh, you beat him early on. That was uh, basically round three, so quarterfinals. You two met up very early. You managed to dispatch him, but then Langranis became the... The, the comeback king of the loser bracket, and he absolutely bulldozed his way back into uh, the winner bracket, although there were some really close matches as well. But yeah, he managed to go all the way back. So there's that. That's a recurring theme through <laughs> the, the rest of the uh, qualifiers as well. Someone just just uh, really powering it up in, in the loser bracket. And then there's the question of, of devastation sort of un- underperforming. He eventually uh, destroyed uh, qualifier number four. But, yeah, we kind of thought he would be one of the first people to, to clinch in qualifier number one, right? Uh, and yeah, from from what I heard from him, like we've been talking about it a lot, it's more of he's not comfortable with Zendronum. He's practicing, he's trying to get accustomed to it, but he's like, yeah, if this was an Odamax, things might be going a bit different, and he's really struggling
1: with sort of like the feel of of Zendronum. It's definitely a unique feel. Zendronum for sure feels different than, especially if you've been playing Odamax this entire time, which a lot of our top players... Have been prioritizing, or even Zidane to a certain extent. Like Zandronum has its own thing going on, so I really understand that point of view. We saw the same thing yesterday with Zenero. It's just a, it's a strange, I don't know, netcode issue, or I would call it an issue, just a, an adjustment that some people have taken to like a duck to water, and some people haven't been able to grasp at all. Devastation being one of them, and hopefully he gets it slowly but surely, like week by week. He's been getting better. Maybe by the grand finals, he'll be back in tip top shape.
2: On the other oh. hand, speaking of like <laughs> training on Zendronum, there's Animal, who's also an Odamax beast, no pun intended. Uh, he's been practicing a lot with Jakist and Devastation. And Animal has made the jump to Zendronum like 100% success. Like he was really strong in that first qualifier like he said he actually underestimated you in the final and like took it too lightly. Uh, so, so like uh, do you do you think that uh, basically the one uh, the one player you haven't met from the top four in the first one was uh, Amar. So h- how would you say do you, does the first qualifier represent the the strongest players out there? Will these four players actually kind of like be the the bulldozers in the grand finals again?
3: I think they will, if I'm being honest here. All four. Aside from Devastation making it in, because I think Devastation is really going to make a big comeback. Like he's really getting used to the port right now. He's really getting a lot better. I played him last time and our score, instead of like being double digits in a loss for him, we got the 50-48. And that's just within two weeks. So he's really improving like really quickly. He's really getting used to the port. Um, Animal, on the other hand, yeah, he's really, really good on Z Damon. And I'm not kidding, he's a monster on Z Damon. I wouldn't want to play him on Z Damon because I I don't prefer to port, but I do play it. But I don't want to play Animal there because I know he will annihilate me on that port. He's so used to it, he's like really good there. Thing is though when it comes to playing Xandronum the port is so different like it's vastly different in the netcode and the feeling of it because the mouse input is different uh the uncapped feels a little bit different from Zdaemon i play uncapped for example it's just like it's it's a big change when you come to it like animal um devastation and the likes really have to get used to it while i have been playing an MR as well from uh, and Langrenus too. We've been playing Xandronum a lot, mainly because of the DML as well, and some events that are hosted there, and just over the years, I've always played Xandronum and Skulltag. I have always been playing Zan- uh, Zdaemon and Otamix as well, so I'm kind of used to those things as well. That's why I also played in the WDL. But uh, aside from that, I think Qualifier 1 does represent kind of like the best players there are, because Amar. This one example, is really, really good. I was really surprised he lost to Animal because he... I mean, he wouldn't... I think it's because of the stress because he usually never loses that kind of match because Amar is like... He's something else. (laughs) He's like... How how do I say? He's like the Rafa of the Doom community. He's He's smart. He's he's good. And he's really really dedicated. (laughs) Yeah, he's really dedicated well, something any, that we any? talked about in chat prior
0: to—sorry to interrupt you—we um, we thought there would be like this white knight player that that came in, like in qualifier three or qualifier four, that hadn't played and would just come in and annihilate. You know, that had been practicing um, in the shadows and like nobody knew. But we didn't see that. I mean, so that that's another thing to consider. Uh, that most of the players who qualified had. Did not qualify in their first attempt. So I think that that lends itself to your point where you think that the first four players that qualified are going to be the the strongest contenders in the grand finals. Because, you know, outside of, I believe, J-Warrior, none of you guys had to try it two, three times to qualify. So
2: uh, you were able to get it right off the bat. Outside of J Warrior, basically the first one represented uh the full strength of, of the playing field. Like there was everyone and everyone dishes, dishes it out, and some people just fell short I- in the first one. They had their redemption qualifiers, but like uh if if this represents how it might unfold in the final, someone might uh you know get better for the finals. But yeah. There was already a huge showdown in in week one, and you got you four guys ended up on top. So that might suggest some things for the grand finals.
1: There's another factor that I think you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but what what we saw with like week one to week two to week three is we didn't have the same group of people playing. So once the, you know that once that first group of people played, uh, there wasn't there were some players that didn't play week one at all. They just didn't enter the tournament those are the people who advanced week 2 now we've got a a new crop cuz some people are starting to show up ralphus starts to, like hey i'm here to play and then you know yesterday we had zenero in and even if they didn't qualify they still shook up the way that perhaps it would have gone for other players you know like directed people in a different direction in the bracket there's a lot of confounding factors here but the yeah, the competition of, of is not even necessarily on the same level week by week. You know, it changes entirely. Once we've gotten Denzo out of the way and Linguina's animal armor, once those guys are out of the way, the rest of the qualifiers didn't even have to worry about them. They're just trying to beat each other.
0: Right, and if you look at the the players that ended up qualifying at the end of the day that were, you know, eliminated in qualifier one, really strong players. Disparal, Legion, TIE, uh, uh, and the best killer... Dante. I mean, there's a a devastation. There's a whole list of people that ended up later becoming qualifiers that didn't make it out of that first bracket. So, you know, that's going to be a challenge for them. Uh, I think Denzo is right. I mean, these, these four players right now, I think have to be considered the front runners to, to take the front, the top four spots.
2: Well, and by the way, just saying that it's still like, uh, even, even if the players are seated at, as they are, uh, the thing is, like some of those, some of those games were extremely cutthroat. Like even in week one, what we had in uh, the final game of the loser bracket, because before the final, there was Langranus and Amar. Amar just uh, went on his own redemption tour, defeated Legion and Devastation, and then played Langranus, and that match ended up. 50 to 49 to Langranus, And that was best of one. So we shouldn't make any assumptions because that was just a cruel uh, piece of luck for for Amar and just Langranis ended up with the final lucky frag basically in a best of one game. So I would say like we can say that you, you bulldozed everyone in in the winner bracket, but everyone who emerged from the loser bracket has to be sort of compared on the same level, because those games were just extremely cruel.
3: Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of Doom. Doom, in my eyes, has always been about 60% to 70% just pure skill And then the other percent is just spawn fragging. That's it. If you're good at spawn fragging, you're guaranteed to have a couple of free kills just thrown right at you by the engine. Just sometimes the game is just like here. Take about six frags in a row on King in the rocket launcher, for example. Those things happen. You got to really reconsider sometimes when you're playing. Like, for example, as you said, 50 to 49 Langrinus and Amar, it could have easily been the other way around. If Amar had just gotten one more spawn frag in the entire game, it would have been 50-49 for him. That's kind of how Doom works. Like sometimes it doesn't really come down to who has the most skill anymore. Sometimes it just comes down to who has the most patience and is willing to take advantage of the quirks the engine has. And we, and should, and, we should mention that we're taking go ahead. this uh,
2: lock factor... Uh, off the table sort of for the for the grand final because the loser bracket will also be best of three because yeah it was super cutthroat in the qualifiers we did it for uh you know limiting the time the tournaments would take but for the grand finals i don't i don't think it would be fair to have best of one in the loser bracket so we're moving to best of three and these these sort of fifty right. to forty nine. Uh you know streaks of luck that's that will be limited, <laughs> so we'll see a a lot longer tournament, but a, one that's f- much fairer if you look across
0: the landscape of the whole tournament itself, the amount of games that we saw fifty forty nine fifty forty eight fifty forty seven or some of those like you know in the last five frags of a match, one player who's been down the whole game comes up and wins you know we saw a lot of that and you're right so that's why when we move to best of three in the losers bracket you know it's it's a lot more challenging for someone to get their way out of that and make their way back to potentially winning some money because they don't just have the luck of one map on their side you know they have to they have to essentially do it all over again and you know prove themselves worthy so that's going to be a huge change for players um and before we move off of qualifier number 1 i think uh as a whole we experienced
1: <laughs>
0: you know <laughs> we put a lot of a lot i think of time and effort into preparing as best we could for the on the organizational side of things um for the tournament to start you know we set up the rules the servers the streamers all that um what we did not really anticipate was that the the wad we were using was going to cause <laughs> the
2: games to reset when someone connects. Okay, so, or oh, yeah. What, what was happening? Uh, let me describe. So Zendronum uh, has a, a policy to not show spectators what uh, the player's stack is. Uh, like You don't see the player health. You don't see player ammo. And there's some other limitations for the HUD basically, and this you you can't work around it uh, within the game which is unfortunate for such a high profile uh, tournament which is streamed uh, by several hosts who are used to certain standards from other games and Motherload especially was pushing for uh, having some sort of more stream friendly HUD so yeah. what we did, we had uh, other people uh, make us uh, some some, words, some extra words that, and scripts that would help us with this. So this meant uh, Hobo Master, who did the map word for us, he included some scripts. That would uh, facilitate stuff like returning to the the hub map. Uh, after every round ended, we also had uh, customized HUD. Uh, what was the name of the author? I'm I'm drawing yeah. blank right. aguares I hope I pronounced that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and a script. One script in a hobo masters uh, map, map set, was not tested for the, uh, the load we put on it. And what it basically meant that every time uh, a spectator left the server through, during the, the match, the game would reset and return to the hub hub map. This was catastrophic. This meant that uh, matches that were like uh, twenty five to twenty three, all of a the sudden they would uh, go to the hub map, and we had no idea what was going on. We were panicking. We were running around with our hair on fire, and it was horrible. <laughs> and that was the that, that of course. Uh, happened in like 30 minutes after the Qualifier 1 started. So we were off to a catastrophic start where we looked like the most incompetent organizers ever.
3: Oh, it's just... I mean, you didn't really look incompetent. It's just that that kind of stuff just happens, you know. Yeah,
2: I it mean, was chaos because like, we had so many servers, and suddenly it it happened. And I remember that you do you were occupied with actually uh, commenting on the stream, uh, bones was so uh, running and things, and and yeah, we had to fi- you had to find the problem first. And when you finally found it, when <laughs> finally the problem was um, found. We we noticed, I remember that you were like, oh fuck, in that game there are spectators. If somebody now leaves, and I remember that you were praying that nobody would leave during the match. (laughs) (laughs) And on one serve it didn't happen, on the other serve it was boom, reset, fuck no. (laughs) Yeah, because Hobo Master actually contacted me. Oh, I know what's going on, and I apologize for fucking up, and I will uh, give you a fix really soon so we actually had to update uh the servers that we could update with a new word on the fly uh with a script that wouldn't cost this much trouble
1: <laughs> yeah so there's a whole was... lot of factors that played into that though and if you guys had been incompetent organizers then the event would have ended there your competence is shown by the fact that oh, we got past that relatively that was not all that was
2: not <laughs> all Indeed. As this was happening, as this was happening, one of our clusters got hit by a DDoS attack by a scorned one of the scorned community members who just likes to do this shit. So, on top of having these these what issues, we also had a cluster down in the middle of a game because it was by a DDoS attack. Oh my god. At that moment, I was like,
3: sh- "My cluster, shut it off." My cluster. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs>
2: I was. I was just like ready to to give up. <laughs> yeah, I think we
0: both said each other, "Like, of, let's of-
2: just end this," you know. <laughs> oh, was it that bad? Yeah. yeah. But then
0: Zilla you know, then came up and he put up servers,
2: my... backup servers.
3: Yeah, and the funny thing about that is they just kept getting killed, like out of nowhere just i mean not not ddosing not anything they just died and that never oh yeah never occurred before so i was like what the hell is going on and zakin was all like hey why'd you kill the server i told him i did (laughs) it i i didn't touch anything so i restarted them like four times in a row until it finally just stayed on (laughs) that was really it was that was an odd
1: day (laughs) it was full of uh
3: full Full of of odd stuff happening challenges (laughs)
1: full of challenges (laughs) Right, but that was day one, and yet here we are, and it's the day after day four, yeah, and everything's going smooth, so so yeah, no, the no one here week actually, the, well the, i
0: I just want to say too, before you know, I think I had to I have to thank everybody that that was really patient dealing with all the problems because i mean i I've run things before where it's like, okay, you run into one problem and not even near the level of problems that we ran into here. And people just quit or, you know, they just get fed up. As soon as we fixed all of this stuff, it was like two totally different days. There was that hour and a half to two hours of why the fuck am I doing this? And then after that, it was perfect. And that actually led itself into
2: week two, which I thought was a huge improvement, obviously, um, over week one. And like the the roundup uh, to week two was actually some people saw the struggles on the... Uh, on week 1 and we got a huge amount of help from uh Aguares and uh Zanero actually who who was like I can do I, I can improve the the hard situation so it shows the uh you know frag spread health in a more you know convenient uh, setup everything so so uh, Zan and Aguares worked their asses off to, to provide us an improved version of, of the hut of the custom hut we were using. And, uh, Hobo fixed the, the, the server issues with, with the script. And it was just work around the clock for the, for the next week. So that was, that was a lot of work.
1: Put a pin in that saying that I was so frustrated, and at no point in time, it's not like I hate Zandronim, but as soon as I heard the tournament is going to be on Zandronum, I was like, this is going to be the biggest pain in the ass to stream in the world, because it's like, if you're spectating, you can't see health and armor, period. It's just, it's one of the first things I asked Human Bones when I interviewed him, and was it tw- early 2019 why the fuck can't i see this in the stream like and how do you expect a spectator to understand what's going on in the game and how do you expect a commentator to like have any kind of input if they can't see these things and well and you asked been- the perfect person
0: uh <laughs> it's to prevent you know ghosting so uh but it was cool that we were able to fix that <laughs> problem and yes uh, you know it's we
1: got to make light did. of a
0: situation um
1: we ripped the guts out of something that just required like a little tweak is what I feel like it. Yeah. It, was, it should have been the way it is now a long time ago and it's okay. I'm glad we got and, there. I'm glad we finally got to this point, but I want to say this that it be, was such a confounding be... thing for me. Uh, sorry, go but, on, go on. Okay. That I didn't wait for Zanero or whatever. Flambeau and I were commissioning French guy. Go- I was trying to pay like some dudes to make this for me. Just me that way i would have it and then uh, fi- finally eventually we just landed on like xenero made an awesome hud and it works great and that was fantastic and i'm really thankful for that because it made the entire experience i think the viewer experience and the casting experience for myself jahar and dime and all of us really much better
2: and yeah this should be supported by the port by default that that should be baked in but what we had to do is Actually, we're running an extra Wad that's loaded by the server, and the server sends extra information to the players so it can be displayed with custom graphics as a, as a completely custom HUD. So you cannot have all of this info if you're not running the, uh, that extra Wad, which is just just bonkers. It's, it's a complete hack. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> we're working around the limitations of the port.
0: But you know what true. we're doing? That's great, is let's say someone wants to run something like this again. We any kind of problem that you could have possibly had, we have figured out. And it's gonna lay the groundwork to make the next event even
2: better. And um, I so should mention... Good. Mm -hmm. I should mention that actually, speaking of Zanero, he didn't want to do this. He originally, he was like, he was just, uh, he popped into uh, one of the Twitch streams and he got sucked back into all of this. He was like, I I don't want to deal with Zendronum anymore.
0: Well, we should preface that by saying Zanero generally never wants to do anything um, that involves (laughs) him having to do any work, which is fine. Because only because of the fact that the resources in the Doom community are so
2: hard to find. But in the end, he ended up just just working his ass off for us. He started joining uh, the tournaments as a player, and now he, he's he's fully back
3: <laughs> Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> you know, I really wouldn't mind if we had another tournament on Automix, honestly. And that's been part
0: of a discussion, you know? I mean, it's like choosing the port, was a discussion of its own and then i think especially now that it's running and we've had some success trying to emulate it and run another version of this on a different port is definitely something that is you know circulating out there in the airwaves so i wouldn't be, be surprised
1: backlash and growing pain no matter what we decide to do like that <laughs> there's no getting around it it's everybody's gonna be fucking angry is <laughs> the people who are happy will be happy and then the people who previously were happy are gonna be pissed off and we'll see what happens yeah and probably. we're just talking about me yeah <laughs> uh yeah so, so
0: hell oh, but I week also, two rolls in week two well, rolls in give give Slaird we... some props too because Slaird in the background oh yeah okay you, you I, I, I know it. we keep <laughs> i keep remembering things but you know Never having run something like this before, it was like, okay, how do we corral people? How do we get match results? Slaird took care of all of that stuff in the background, oh, making yeah. sure that people got to the correct servers, posting their match results, updating the brackets. So I got to give a huge thank you to Slaird as well. Because usually how this Indeed, happens, thanks,
2: this happens me and Bones, we fill in uh, the brackets between the rounds. Basically, something happens, we fill it in. We definitely knew that this wouldn't cut it for a tournament where we sh- are supposed to stream all the time. We are supposed to make game commentary. You can't just, you know, uh tab to the bracket, start searching for the results, start putting them in. We had to had like get a dedicated Yeah, I only have one moder- monitor here. Yeah, like a-, a dedicated bracket bitch basically and slurred was such a such a such a beautiful and awesome bitch <laughs> so looking looking <laughs>
0: ahead now we, we've moved into qualifier two three out of the four people that qualified for the grand finals in qualifier two previously participated in week one so the four people that qualified are the Sparrow, ghost killer J warrior and prote with J warrior being the only one who
2: had not a previously participated. Yes, a new a brand new player. So And actually all three players who uh uh qualified the the, the recurring players, Disparil, Ghost Killer, and Prote were humiliated in the first week. And I mean uh, like really early uh humiliating results. So I think th- this was like the recu- uh, this would would be a recurring theme in by 3 and 4 the redemption tours yeah uh some of these players just uh took a horrible hit and they just went down and started practicing and yeah I'm not I'm not letting them beat me again anymore and we've seen that especially with the sparrow <laughs> Who uh, got humiliated during this tournament again by Ghost Killer, uh, getting dumped out of the winner bracket. And then he came back with a uh, fiery revenge and he just swept Ghost Killer in the grand final.
1: Yeah, we can have another conversation on a different day about the sportsmanship that went into that matchup. But overall, <laughs> glad it happened the way it did. Yeah, that
2: was that was a sense of justice to that. I will leave
0: it at that. <laughs> well, and if you look at the matchups too, uh, they were really not easy for anybody. Jay Warrior and Ty played each other uh, in round three. You had Legion and Prote, Ghost Killer and Dastin, Disparal and Disco Ryan. Disco Ryan, I will say, is a player that I expected to qualify based on his performance last year at QuakeCon and you know unfortunately he played through all four qualifiers couldn't quite make the leap but you know he had
2: some really strong games um throughout mm-hmm. throughout each week he, as well he usually ended up uh, losing to one of the later qualifiers in loser Break, basically so it was like ah, when he when it came down to uh fighting the real power some uh, that extra bit was lacking for him because he he lost to Dante here, and actually, uh, all of the all of the people who were eliminated in the final rounds of the loser bracket were eventually the qualifiers. You can see, Legion was uh, Legion and Dante and Destin and Ty were eliminated in the loser bracket of this one, and they all qualified later on.
0: Yeah, I think the most interesting story here. Of Qualifier 2 is Ghost Killer and Disparal meeting in the semifinals, with Ghost Killer taking both maps against Disperal. And so then you get Disparal bounced down to the loser's bracket, and he begins his you know comeback tour here. So he takes out Ty, strong, strong competitor, takes out Prote, takes out J Warrior, who J Warrior lost to Ghost Killer in the winner's bracket final. So that creates a rematch between Disparal and Ghost Killer in the grand final, with Ghost Killer by default leading one map to zero. And Disparal comes in and wins every map on his way to taking the entire qualifier. So I think that week two's story goes to Disparal, who got knocked out, fought his way back, and then, you know, he came back to play the person that knocked him out and ended up winning. I thought that was. An incredible show of strength from him. And, you know, that's going to
2: contribute to his
0: higher placement in the Grand Finals.
2: And of course, this week uh, clinched Ghost Killer's uh, reputation as the heel of the tournament. (laughs) I'm not sure if I would say that everyone
1: loves a good heel, because is he a good heel? (laughs) Uh, A heel is someone that you love to hate that you, you live to see like I'd say yes because it the way that the finals worked out that day is that we got to see the Hulk Hogan make a big you know dramatic comeback from you know the lower down and defeat the person who had previously done them wrong and the crowd wanted to see that like it, it would have been different it would be like alright get this fucker out of here but what we wanted to see was him stick around to get his ass kicked and it worked out yeah <laughs> it worked true out. <laughs> True. And there's no disrespect. I know. I mean, Ghost Killer. One, way I don't have any personal feelings about him, other than the there was some clear bad sportsmanship going on that day, and I have a vod of it if anybody wants to see it. So,
0: <laughs> well, uh, anyway, if he you, loses,
2: buy him a microphone, please. He needs a new microphone. I can tell you. So that. do you, but uh,
0: that's <laughs> a different. Uh, place. I know. Uh,
3: we well, honestly, uh, though, I do agree there was some bad sportsmanship going on i mean there was a lot of complaining i mean i know ghost killer is a great guy but sometimes he just pulls the card of like oh i wasn't trying so i lost like yeah nice and then other times he pulls the card of like oh i wasn't trying and you still lost to me i'm way better than you like okay that's really nice (laughs) i like the guy i love the guy that's awesome but if you lose the other player was better than you at that point no matter what you did no matter what you tried he was better at that point if you didn't try that's your loss he
2: was outright mocking some of his opponents with like trying to get yeah that's
1: i'm all for
3: yeah that's also stuff you don't really do i mean it's fun sometimes sometimes i really like that like in really high high level play if you have like two rivals meeting each other in the finals and they do it Nice, but you don't have to pull it on every single Mm -hmm. player you play because that's just that's kind of a way of disrespecting somebody in my eyes when you're actually doing it to like humiliate them, not to like show them like, hey, I'm winning this time and this time I'm better than you.
1: I'm all for drama and having a bad guy and you know putting on showmanship is fine with me. What I have a problem with is wasting everyone's fucking time. Like, sure. Dude, yeah this yeah. is my time
0: improving you
1: know all, everyone who organized this tournament the players the the people watching jahar you know everybody here is giving their time so that this guy can have a tournament to play in and get to compete and that was just fucking disrespectful to not only his <laughs> opponents but everyone involved every single person that shit is like I would have banned him to be honest with you like that was not okay. Well, but I'm, gl- I'm glad that it worked out the way it did. And I'm glad I'm not in charge because I was angry. <laughs> we, Jahar we loved done. it.
0: Jahar was laughing his ass off on stream. So, you know, if there's
2: any positives <laughs> to take out of this that Jahar enjoyed. I was salty as heck. But yeah. the way because it I, ended, I, can, I, I just felt so vindicated.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. Just, it's, it was worth I it. completely
3: understand how, how the mutter load feels, though. Because I was watching that game that I think I tuned in early on. And then I came back later on when he was playing the Sparrow in the finals. And I just saw him complain like constantly. And I was just thinking to myself, like, dude, yo, you're on stream. You can have some fun when you're just playing like with like with your buddies, like in the clan, like in REG clan and all that stuff. Like you can do that stuff. Like it's really funny. You're laughing at each other. You're trying to make fun of each other. It's just like all a big joke. But When somebody like King Dime or the Motherload is like trying to stream a game and they really want to have an entertaining stream for their folks to watch and you have one guy running around like he 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 I'm not trying oh yeah like I mean it's funny sure but not when you're trying to make something look professional he's really making a like the entire community look like a bunch of babies in my eyes if everybody thinks like oh they're all like ghost killer you know, it's kind of game over for us. They all think we're just a bunch of babies stuck on a goddamn 25-year-old game. I mean, do you, like, I really understand how he felt, like, angry at that. Because I was just thinking to myself at that point, like, yo, you just really got to grow grow up right now. <laughs> this is not the time but hey, to be acting like a baby.
1: I'm glad that we we got to have that, like, bad guy vindication moment. And we'll see. I mean, fuck. Ghost Killer might make it all the way to the tip top of this tournament for all we know. We might see it again. And and no, no, I honestly I am mean, looking forward to it. At the time I was angry, but now I'm looking forward to uh
3: I mean that's the thing about that guy. He's actually really good. Oh, I don't He's I don't expect extremely him. Good, I don't expect but... him
2: to, to play uh this this sort of uh disrespect in the grand finals. Like the, the stakes no I don't they will be there and he will act differently, I think.
1: I hope well, there will be money on the line that we're playing for sure. cash now. This is going to be pretty insane. And this is not like a small cash prize. This is a pretty substantial amount of money. Like, I don't know about you guys, but $1,500 yeah, changed my year, probably. Like, oh, damn. So I hope these guys take that seriously. I mean, there's some people that it's just, yeah, that's chump change to them, but leave them alone, whatever.
0: Spend that much on aftershave. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but.
1: I wouldn't. No, I mean
0: so the root of the the disagreement that was happening between those two players is actually the server that they wanted to play on which I want to touch on how we're determining where players play their matches um so far I mean it was just an idea that actually was born mm-hmm. from uh, a previous tournament that Ralphus ran and I just kind of tweaked it so basically I created nine different regions where you place players. So you've got, you know, everything from the Eastern United States all the way to uh, Eurasia and the Oceanic region. And so I was able to obtain, what, servers in New York, Chicago, Dallas, California, um, Germany, Britain. Uh, If we needed one, I would have found an Australian server. But, you know, so we had all of these servers. And basically, you know, the, the two players that are playing each other, you'd take... If someone's from for example, if somebody's from Florida and then somebody is from South America, then you take where their pings are gonna be most equal, and that would end up being on like a Dallas server, for example, or uh, you know. So I think that was part of the problem with Ghost Killer and Disparal, because they're they're so far away from each other that there's kind of not a middle ground. Um, if there was a server in the middle of the fucking Atlantic Ocean, it probably would have worked out, but there isn't. So, oh, uh, by the way,
2: just just if no uh, somebody doesn't, Ghost Killer is Brazilian, uh, and the Sparrel is uh, from um, what's it called? UAE, uh, United
1: uh, Arab, Arab Emirates, Emirates, Emirates. 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 Yeah, <laughs> um, it's, the, it's the Arab <laughs> prince ships. <laughs> not a kingdom but a pri- a princedom. So,
2: so you you have to decide basically in the end if the final server will be on one side of the sea or the other side of the sea and how far from the sea and it's it's sort of like always you will always have someone with a pinch of advantage basically because overseas games are never going to be there
0: well and so i i you know i came I came up with this plan and I said, okay, well let's try it on the first qualifier. You know, we were basically going to use the qualifiers to work out any kinks on the way to the grand final. So I wanted to ask since we have, uh, well, we only have one player that play, that participated, but how did you feel Denzoa, about, you know, having to switch across different servers? Uh, did you feel like it was a fair way to go about things? Cause I didn't hear too many complaints about it. I think at the end of the day, like, I tried to give players a default server, but I also found that they, if they wanted to, they would work out a different server between the two of them, which I was fine with. But I thought it was pretty successful.
3: Yeah, if I'm being honest here, that was actually a really good addition because, I mean, for example, I don't mind playing at US servers. I host some myself. I ping about 82 to 100 just depends on what the location of it is. I'm kind of fine with that, but some people do ping a little bit high, so they prefer to play on a European server where for example they have 130 and let's say somebody like Amar has 100. That's a way like smaller difference than you get when Amar's playing US with 20 and they're playing it with 200. So that's really good for them. That actually gives them like a better chance at competing because they are used to having that high ping, but they are still at a disadvantage no matter how you look at it. So it's actually a really good addition to to the qualifiers and to the grand finals maybe too if, if like people can work it out together that way. It'd be nice because, I mean, I, I like winning, but I don't really like winning something where I had the advantage over somebody else in an, like, a really unfair way of, let's say I have 20 ping and somebody has 150 and I take the win. I wouldn't feel too good about that if I'm being honest here.
1: I think you've done an excellent job of compensating for that. Like it, it's been, we we had a similar situation with like the worldwide Warfort tournament a few months ago, where we had Japanese players, European players, and American players all trying to play each other at the same time. So first of all, you got to agree on times. Like forget about servers times, and then we had to find servers, you know, intermittently around the world that will work for any potential comb- combination of two players playing each other and you oh, guys yeah. couldn't have compensated better for that like this is just like one of those freak scenarios where we ended up with two players that just didn't have exactly the right compromise and you know whatever and then we get to the you know oh, let's flip a coin it, we'll call it luck and then whatever happens happens and that's that brings me to another point about uh something we noticed yesterday in Zandronum was the, the coin has a 1 in 20 <laughs> chance of landing on its edge what in the ever-loving fuck is that?
0: Why would I, that ever get yeah, put I, in I, there? I
2: don't understand. My, my, my... Who knows? Pure rage, Who knows? Every <laughs> time that happened, I, I just go Super Saiyan. I just, I just see that and I just go, fuck, I explode in rage. Uh, because there's no excuse for that amount of stupidity actually being coded into the port.
1: It's hilarious.
2: It just... <laughs> <laughs> one in 20. Have you ever flipped a coin? No, they haven't. Like, like,
1: <laughs> if oh, were oh, one, oh, this is so <laughs> funny. Oh. One in 600 million chance I would buy into. Oh, it. be like, God. yeah, this is dope. But one in 20 is like, come on, let's just be realistic here. That's ridiculous. <laughs> If it happened like,
3: I mean, one, it's kind one, of one. it's kind of stupid to have some if it, coin land on its edge. Yeah, if it happened once in ten years,
2: of <laughs> constantly <laughs> players flipping, it would be like, yeah, a great joke. Oh, it would okay be a hundred
1: million times more funny too if that were the case. Yeah,
2: this shit keeps happening because it's coded in there at fucking one in twenty chance, and just fuck off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm glad that it worked out. You know, I I think what I saw yesterday was I put two players together, they were playing on a mutual server, and they were both pinging 80. And I think, like, it couldn't have worked out any more perfectly than that. So I really like the way that this is going. Um, And we're definitely going to use this method for the grand finals. And if you look ahead now, we'll move to qualifier number three. This was where... You know, you started to see some of these people that had played Qualifier 1, Qualifier 2, had some really close games, maybe could have qualified if one or two things went their way. This was their time to shine. So the four people that qualified here were Dante, Zakin, The Best Killer, and Cypher. So, I mean, just looking at the bracket, right, you have Devastation, who we seated uh, as the number one player here. He makes his way through the bracket. He plays rude, another strong player, gets to unknown. And you know, unknown should have probably a five to ten minute discussion on this podcast because <laughs> he has had some of the worst <laughs> luck in terms of matchups based on his seedings, and I feel so bad for him, but you know, he's a good sport. Uh and then Dev makes his way and he plays Dante. And Dev, here this was Dev's best chance to to qualify. You know, he they played three maps. And he just needed to win two out of the three to make it into the winner's bracket final. And Dante takes him out. And so then Dev gets bounced down to the loser's bracket. And he ends up against Cypher. So Cypher has kind of been, up until this point, been playing a spoiler role. He took out uh in the loser's bracket in Qualifier 2. He took out Legion. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Legion beat him uh, in the loser's bracket. But, you know, he was a bit of a spoiler prior to this. And so here we have Cypher coming in. Cypher, in the loser's bracket, Qualifier 3, takes out Rude, takes out Ralphus, takes out Devastation, and earns his way into qualifying for the grand final. I mean, that's that's somebody that just kind of came out of nowhere and, you know, took out... Three of three of the more well known players in the multiplayer community of the last couple years, so you know I mean that's gotta be that's gotta be a huge accomplishment for him um and of course dante Dante actually lost the winner's bracket final against Zakin. This was Zakin's second attempt to qualify, so Dante gets bounced down into the loser's bracket final. the best killer, the best killer. Had some of the best games uh, we've seen from anybody uh, in qualifier three, and he went up against Dante. Dante managed to beat him. Dante comes back to the grand final, plays Zackin again, and in another situation where we saw in qualifier two, qualifier three, Dante takes Zackin out after losing to him in the winners bracket final. So there are a lot in of a like complete sweep in a, in the yeah, sweep as well. There are a lot of like mini storylines happening here that it's fascinating if you look at you know the trend through the first three qualifiers and,
2: and coming into this week that this was supposed to be yeah so devastation uh was knocked out in week one he was busy in week two so he couldn't play in that one so he's coming back with like a grudge and he's going to crush everything in his path and all of a sudden he gets double teamed by russians what? No one fucking expected that. Like no one expected that he would get actually double teamed by uh okay, he was afraid of sort of of Dante because Dante has been showing up some, some reasonable results and everything. But then the double shock with Cypher. That was that was incredible. Like that was completely shocking. So this actually from, it was supposed to be, like, uh, Devastation gets his revenge, and we may see, like, all of these uh, new signups to, who just appeared out of nowhere, like Ralfus and, and uh, Zanero are mixing it up. And daston Dastin is one of the guys who hasn't been playing that much so far, and, but he's one of the guys who should uh, go through because he was a strong fragger. Nope. It becomes uh, an affair that's 50% Russian and 50% South America. And that was a huge shock, actually. This was the, as far as results go, this was the most exciting because it was completely unexpected.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I I think even more unexpected, like I mentioned, than, than Dante taking out Devastation was that role that Cypher went on. I mean, Cypher had played in the first two qualifiers, I believe. And, you know, so he he gets up against Zakin in the main bracket, gets knocked out, and then he just begins this, you know, like (laughs) rage against the machine tour of the loser's bracket. He takes out Rude. He takes out Ralphus, He takes out Devastation. That was Devastation's chance there. He had two chances. All he had to do... Was win one of those two games to make it into yeah, he, the qualifiers for the he grand fucking, final. He
2: fucking took out uh, all all those North all American, the heavy hitters. North American dogs, like the, yeah, uh, americanskie uh, Sabaki. Just, just he just took them out.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that was a that was a really fascinating turn of events, and I think it gave us because you're you're looking for the big names, right? You're looking for the known names of people to qualify, and I think this is probably the one where it was a little bit more shocking than the other ones. I don't think people were expecting these four players to make it out of that one, so I thought it was actually the most exciting one, and the one that that, that kind of left you... Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, and that was like, there were chirps like, after the tournament. Some people were like, how is this possible? It's like, Guys, guys, uh, sh- sh- I uh, is this is this fair? Is this legit? How how are these Russians being so good? And and the funny thing is, this was coming from some of the players that maybe shouldn't talk that much because someone else might have the same, uh, you know, comments about them. <laughs> I'm not gonna name names, but basically, yeah, it was just they were like, "Is this legit? How how did this c- come to happen?" was someone cheating was someone ghosting was someone like like this caught many people uh, in such a state of shock that yeah they started having that sort of talk
1: there's a lot of discussion as to whether or not cypher was in some sort of like doom training chamber like rocky (laughs) four-esque type situation (laughs) <laughs>
3: just being, just
1: yeah, day in and day out they're giving him the best food the best exercise equipment the best aim training everything to get him to the point where he was because i don't think i've ever seen anyone in doom i've seen it plenty in quake but like this just the movement that comes out of a player like him where he's moving backwards across a dweller just just absolutely like ballet it's incredible like the, the different styles of play that we see out of all these different players too it's incredible it's been such oh, yeah. an amazing event, and I think that seeing someone like him, you know, get to the top. There are other players that d- didn't even make the cut this time that I but, couldn't but... believe their performances. Solar comes this, to mind. This was know? the
2: this was also the the tournament where Cipher got the the brutal uh, spawn a spree on Ralphis on King. Yeah, that that made its way around Twitter and everything. Ralphis got like five. Spawns on in the BFG slide, I think it was more than five, uh, I think it was like eight to 13. <laughs> like, you just lose count after a while, yeah. yeah. you just, oh yes, yeah, so I, I can't oh. watch anymore. It's just, just, is it over? Can I open my eyes? <laughs> it, was, it was so horrible for him, I imagine. But then, like, Cypher went on this spree, and then he hit the best killer, who was absolutely the dark horse of the tournament because he. I was absolutely in love with his defensive game. The best killer was extremely good with his uh, careful uh, defensive approach, plus-back strategy, and yeah. That guy, with his ping, he's an Argentinian, by the way, absolutely uh, 100% uh, his spot in the uh, Grand Finals. Is, is valid. Yeah, and if you look at how he made it there,
0: so he loses to Dante in the winner's bracket, gets bounced down to the loser's bracket, takes out Awup, then he comes back, takes out Zanero, takes out Dastin, takes out Cypher, and, you know, he comes up against Dante again, so he, quite, he can't quite overtake him there, but, I mean, he was one round away from getting into the, you know, grand final of the whole qualifier. So you're right. He had another, like, just incredible run through the loser's bracket. And he was not somebody that was really on anyone's radar. He's not really on anyone's radar. I mean, hopefully now, but, you know, he's definitely, it it wasn't like we sat down and said, oh man, this guy's going to, you know, he's going to have a shot at winning this. So I think he really proved a lot of people wrong. He he got his name out there. And yeah, I think he had one of the more surprising and consistent performances of any player.
1: Well, we, we, also... mark, we had a three weeks in a row where the low losers bracket finalist ended up taking the grand final as well. Not in the first one. Uh, okay. Uh,
2: Denzoa crushed it in the first one. He was okay. unbeaten, but That's right. yeah, qualifier two and three were actually sweeps in the grand final, uh, like reverse sweeps. <laughs> uh, this is not yeah. in a really ugly way.
3: <laughs> I mean, we had some great matches up until now, and I'm really, really looking forward to playing the actual grand finals.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, so if we look at qualifier four, right? Happened just yesterday, you know, for the first four or five days of signups being open, it kind of dwindled around seven to eight players. And what's been a theme here is (laughs) do and I, every Saturday morning, morning for me, we sit down and we start working on the brackets. And then it's like, hi, I'm Ralphus, I'm going to play. Hi, I'm Slow Sheep, I'm going to play. Or I'm not going to play. And so we're like constantly (laughs) struggling to get the brackets right. And so this week we said, okay. We're going to just hold off until the last minute. We're going to see who signs up. And sure enough, six people entered the day of the tournament. So if you look at some of these names, right? Of course, Devastation is here. You know, it's his last chance to qualify. Solar, Zanero, Ty, uh, Less Than Propane is a relatively new player. But, you know, I thought he's put on some really good games. He's shown improvement over the last three to four weeks. And, uh, you know, I was glad to see him continue to sign up unknown. He keeps plugging away at it. Ralphus signs up again, disco Ryan, Azriel Legion rude and Daston. So, I mean, this was like, now you're, now you're at the meat of what we're trying to do here. Now you've got some really amazing talent. And I mean, there was no way of knowing who was going to win. And I think the way that the bracket played itself out and the way that the games went definitely reinforced that. Like, Okay, so Devastation, his first match is against Solar. Now, Solar takes out Zanero in three games. Uh, Solar, we were streaming that game, actually. Solar, something happened with him. I don't know if he took speed or something before the game, but his aim was fucking (laughs) on. Like, better than I've ever seen (laughs) this guy play. And so he goes up against Dev, right? And so he gets into a matchup with him. The first map they play is Idea, and so Dev wins, you know, 50-39. That's, that's pretty that's pretty substantial there. We move over to King 1. From what I remember about that game, Dev really, he kind of had a handle on it, but Solar came out of nowhere in the last 15 frags. He ends up taking out Dev 50-44. to 44. So at that point, it's like, I have no idea what's going to happen, you know? Dev's struggles continue. Uh, so Dev was able to take that that whole matchup on Uptight DM 50 to 30. So, you know, a pretty good win there. Uh, but, you know, based off of Soldier's performances, you think he's going to have like, you know, a crazy run through the loser's bracket. He takes out Asriel and then he falls to Ty. But, you know,
2: got to give a props 50 to, to 48. There. 50 to 48. That could have yes. gone either way. And we should mention that Ty got knocked out super early in a very uh, surprising. Uh, Exit to Slow Sheep, but then Ty went on his absolute tear through the loser bracket. So basically, uh, the qualifier for uh, everyone was watching it. Station qualifier clinch basically, like, yeah, we need, we is Devastation actually going to qualify or not? Holding their breath, but the actual story was that Ty was knocked out in round two and then he won one two three four five games in loser brackets like best of ones he won five best of ones in a row that's that's insane and against solar it was 48 so he was dancing on the edge the entire time so actually ty is the the big big story of qualifier four
0: for sure. And even looking at, like, okay, Ralphus signs up again. Ralphus gets a matchup against Disco Ryan. Uh, Disco Ryan took him out, I believe, in Qualifier 2. Ralphus had some problems with him. So, you know, I read Ralphus saying, oh, great, <laughs> I got to go up against this guy again. So they go to a, uh, three maps here, and Ralphus ends up taking that. Then Ralphus moves on to Legion. Ralphus takes that in two games and uh they were actually close scores you know 50 44 and 50 42 so legion gets bounced to the losers bracket ralphus then moves on to face daston now daston just kind of had you know that D- daston was having a good day and he kind of took ralph out 50 38 50 39 in you know fairly decisive but again you have someone like ralphus who was one win away from qualifying so he gets bounced into the loser's bracket. So if you look at Ralph's story here, Ralph actually waited for Ty. So Ralph was sitting there. And again, he had another chance here. Here it is one game. He can qualify. He ends up playing King one, which is where he had that awful series of spawn frags in qualifier three and Ty takes him out. So that's it for Ralph. You know, he can't, he can't make it any further. And I just think, you know, for someone like that to have come so close, that was another surprise for him to not qualify. And then uh, if you follow Legion's bracket, so Slow Sheep, like you said, Slow Sheep took out Ty, which was a surprise. Because Slow Sheep Sheep
2: took took out Unknown. That was a surprise. Slow Sheep took out uh, Ty. Another surprise. At this point, we were like, who is this guy? (laughs) Because he was not seated. He was not seated at all and
0: so yeah he, well, yeah he he just went on this this tour through the main bracket so he goes up, he goes up against dev he loses to dev yeah Dev he drops yeah. rated him yeah so he drops down to the losers bracket and because he made it further than legion legion had to play you know he had to play a couple more games right so um legion goes up against unknown but i should mention before that right Unknown goes up against Rude, and so they play king one. And Unknown was down by like eight or nine frags for a large part of the game. And he went on this run right at the end. Like Rude had 49 frags, and Unknown might have had like 44 or something maybe. And Unknown gets six or seven frags in a row, wins king one, 50 to 49. And, you know, I was all in Unknown's corner at that point. I was just following him. No matter what happened, I really wanted him to win. Um, But he gets matched up against Legion. And Legion says, you know, well, fuck, I've, I've played in all four of these damn things. And I'm in the loser's bracket. My back's up against the wall. He takes out Unknown. And he moves on to play Slow Sheep, which is not an easy task. And he actually takes Slow Sheep out in a very, very close game. Fifty to forty-seven on Mu Two D. I mean, that game was back and forth the entire time, and either one of those players could have qualified. But Legion squeaks out a win there and goes up against Ty. Ty. I mean, if you look at Ty, right, he he like you said, he lost very early on, so he had to play one, two, three, four, five games just to make it into the grand finals against Dev. So he had a lot of work to do. He made his way all the way through got to the loser's bracket final after taking out Legion. Dastin. Dastin lost. And he lost. took Dastin,
2: again, Ty took Legion by fifty to forty-eight. Yes. On fucking Mutu D. This was all incredibly tight. It's just just so so close. Yes. And he
0: goes up against Dastin. Dastin lost Dev in the winner's bracket final. So in the loser's bracket final it's Ty and Dastin. On of all maps, Dweller Two Map Eleven. I mean, that was the just most like shocking. The most shocking yeah. selection of Nobody the entire tournament. that map, you know.
2: And and the two most frag heavy, I, pardon my vocabulary, brainless players in the entire tournament. They picked Dweller and they play a, a strategic game on Dweller. It was amazing. I believe
0: it almost the, the time almost ran out. Yeah, it was a long
2: game.
0: Yeah, it was a long game, but it was great. Ty takes that one by four frags, and so then he bounces up to the grand finals against Devastation. So, of course, the way that we've been doing it. Devastation starts one game up, since he won the winner's bracket. And game one, Dweller 2 map 11. Uh, Dev had a pretty, I wouldn't say pretty comfortable, but he had a comfortable enough lead that you know, you were like, Okay, he's probably gonna be able to take this as long as he doesn't do anything. Everyone crazy. was like, Yeah, yeah, he's
2: taking this. He's 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 in Yeah, he's cruising.
0: And Ty had something to say about that. So Ty comes back <laughs> and ties it forty nine forty nine and they were both low on health. And Dev just came out around the corner at the wrong moment and Ty gets him. And so now here we are, we're tied one one. And I'm sure Dev is shitting himself. Because uh, you know, Dev takes these kind of losses to heart. He does not take them well. So I'm sure he was really mad at himself. Um, and that's evidenced by the fact that Dev wins the next two maps
2: to completely yeah, take all the but Qualifier At that forward. point, we didn't know what to expect. Like at that point we were like right. Is is Dev again like uh in that wrong mind place? Like like is he is he tilted again? But no, uh next game was Idea and 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 devastation just just yeah, he likes that map. That was that was obliteration. That, yeah. yeah, that was a that was a spanking basically. I think that that map plays more like a classic map than any of the other
0: new maps that we included. So mm-hmm. it it's definitely something that is familiar for Dev, but you know, Dev finally gets his chance to to win a qualifier, and that's gonna help him in the seedings for the grand finals. Um so yeah, as, much I, as, I you, as, as much
2: as you can boost seedings
0: qualify four. Yeah. Right for? yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I did this before, but the four players that qualified officially in the grand finals Devastation, Ty, Dastin, and Legion by his own admission, you know, sneaking Wigs, into Wigs the finals. In- Wiggs. Wigs, <laughs> Wigs Incorporated so there you have it. I mean that's that's kinda the story of the first four qualifiers. I'll go through the list of players again here Denzoa, Langrenus, Animal, Armor, Desperil, Ghost Killer, Jay Warrior, Prote, Dante, Zaken, the Best Killer, Cypher, Devastation, Ty, Dastin, and Legion. <sighs> that's a mouthful. Um
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: okay Denzoa,
2: like wh who are you afraid of the most? just in that list you're you're seed number 1 we know this there's no way around that
3: um honestly if I'm being honest it's probably lang devastation and animal and if i had to pick one of those three players it would be langrenus cuz i mean he is he's a he's a really tough spawn fragger. Just, he hardly misses any spawn frag at all, at and least. that's that's really Serbian aimbot. Yeah, <laughs> that's really lethal, especially in a duel. Like if if he gets a few like good spawns on me, and I go on a little bit of a loss streak and frags, I'm I'm definitely gonna lose. So I really really have to watch out for that. On the other hand, you have Devastation, a guy who's really, really smart, who can outplay me if he's in the right mindset. And Animal, he's kind of a mixture of both. He's smart and has good aim, but he lacks kind of what both actually have. But the thing is, he makes up for that by being a good all round player.
2: Also, he, he so seems. So his aim to, is good.
3: His mindset's good.
2: Like he, he seems to like like. Does he have a? Is he a millionaire? Because he's like playing around the clock. Like he's just training and training. Uh, that's that comfortable. I have no
3: clue on. I <laughs> really don't know. Like that's
1: comfortable. No, he's not. a millionaire. He's not a millionaire. trains a lot he
3: does because I, I, I actually haven't got any training in at all. I've really just not had had like, not have had the time just because of my work and everything. I've been working like twelve to fourteen hour shifts and all that. I just took like a week off because I just needed to rest. I couldn't. I didn't even play as, pardon me, as much because I just needed some rest. (laughs) So I'm really, uh, I'm really worried about the final tournament. I'm not gonna lie.
2: (laughs) Mind mind games by seat number one.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I wish they were.
2: (laughs) He wants you to underestimate him. We'll see,
3: though.
0: (laughs) The only advantage, I think, that some of the players who qualified in the later ones are going to have are they've had a chance to see how people are playing the maps more than, say, the people that qualified in 1 and 2. So, like, Dev, Ty, Legion, you know, they've gone through these maps tens of times, Probably more. So they've gotten a little more experience on the map. So we're going to see, I guess, I'm interested to see what maps end up getting chosen in the Grand Finals as opposed to what we've seen so far in the qualifiers because I think it's been really heavy on the classic maps, not so much the newer maps.
2: But we've actually seen some, some decider games on the newer maps. Like, out of nowhere, a lot of uptight. And it's like, what?
3: Oh yeah, uptight's actually a pretty good map. I like it a lot. That's why, I, honestly, that's why I didn't play it as much, because I was hoping that in the first qualifier, that somebody was going to pick that map against me. It's sort if of if I just like didn't ban it. If I just acted like I didn't like it. Oh yeah, but,
2: but it's it's, it's an easy
3: map to pick up.
2: Like the flow is yeah. natural. It's sort of like a green war map you you don't really need to practice it you you sort of like just drop into it and you're set to go like it, it's a it's an easy yeah issue.
3: like it, exactly if you like a good plus is if you've already had like years of experience playing the game mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so easy to pick up on new maps i mean you just learn where the spawns are the, you look at the super shot right. dudes, you're like okay these are the spots i'm gonna have to fight for and you just play the map. It doesn't matter if you have no experience on a map. All you got to do is be careful, control the super shotgun spawns, find armors if there are any, find medikits if there are any, and just go with the flow of the map. Do everything your opponent thinks you're going to do, but by the way, do it better than they think you're going to do it. By the way, now you're
2: completely like uh, citing from the book of uh, Belgian Jesus Mortology. That was completely his his strategy. Like, I, uh, he was absolutely unbeatable on this sort of like. He w- he would pick up a new map. He would find a corner. Like, okay, this corner is a close to an SSG. That's all I need. That's all I need. I have this corner. I can, you know, <laughs> peek around the corner. I have I have the best reflexes in the universe. So I'm just going to use this corner. And I'm just going to beat everyone into submission <laughs> from this one corner. Yeah, that's that's usually my that's usually
3: my approach as well. I mean, so is this is this? I some, actually some never Belgian genetics. But... <laughs> it could be. It could be. <laughs> it's a possibility. I can't say for sure, but <laughs> now I do remember Mortology. He was really good. I wish he was in this tournament. Mm. That would have been really. This would be kind of unfair. This would
2: be completely <laughs> up his alley. He was not one yeah. for the classic maps he hated uh, Dwango 5 map one he was absolutely horrible map Doom 2 map one uh, Judas not his strong Same. map but drop him in a random not so well known map and he would like he would beat you 50 to 20 and you would be like what just happened?
3: <laughs> yeah oh, well man. I kind of miss the old days sometimes
0: ah we got to make new memories and we're going <laughs> to do that
3: yeah definitely we're going to do
0: that next week I want to give a shout out to um, the streamers for the finals well the streamers for the qualifiers and joining us again for the finals Jahar at Tasty Spleen TV King Dime of course and Motherload within The Keep so we'll go to twitch.tv slash twitch.tv slash KingDime, twitch.tv slash InTheKeep, and the Grand Finals will be next Saturday. I should just say uh, March 14th, 3 p.m. Eastern on Xandronum. Anybody have anything else that they wanted to talk about before we close the book on our qualifying stage here?
3: Yes. As you just said that, the 14th of march 3 p.m eastern time what time is it right now in eastern Four forty-one. Four forty-one. so that's an hour and 41 minutes ago let's say it goes about four hours i hope i can make the whole thing because be- that is my girlfriend's birthday i did not keep that in mind as i signed oh, up wow. you, can, you
0: can listen listen you can buy her a hell of a birthday present if you fucking win $750, man, That's man. true. He should
2: watch you, and then you're like, I, I won this for you, baby.
3: <laughs> I can try that. I can try that. I'm definitely going to try that. <laughs> no, I think all should be good. We probably go into this party for her birthday, but I think we're probably not going to leave at 9 p.m. That's a little bit too early.
0: All right. Well... There you have it. I'm not gonna go through the list of players that have qualified again because it's gonna hurt my hurt my mouth Aww. here. Yeah, it's okay. But thank you, Denzoa. D De- uh, Do some Flambeau and the Mother load. Hopefully everyone tunes in, like I said, Saturday, March 14th, 3 p.m. Eastern for the grand finals of King Dimes Take the Crown Dual 2 dual tournament, Doom Two Dual Tournament, blah blah blah. Hosted by Multiplayer Doom Federation. I'm Human Bones. Thank you very much for joining me. See you on the battlefield.